Hello and welcome to 27 Retails Podcast. I'm Vincent Panels. To implement reusable packaging in a sustainable system is a key challenge for catering and food retail businesses. To help companies in this sustainable transition, Jan Patzer and Lennart Heiner created Crafting Future. The young startup helps develop and produce sustainable packaging, but it also advises companies when it comes to develop a circular model. In this episode, I chat with both co-founders about the different aspects of their vision, but also recycling, deposit systems, and many more. Here's our chat. Well, hello, Jan and Lennart, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Vasno. Thank you for having us today. Uh, you're welcome, because today we're going to chat with another startup, uh, which is called Crafting Future, and I'm quite happy because it's going to talk about, the topic is sustainable packaging. Um, perhaps as a first question, you can explain to us what is your concept, how do you work, uh, because you do sustainable packaging, but it goes a bit further than that, it seems. That's correct. Um, basically, we develop and produce reusable packaging for the takeaway and to-go sector. Um, and this is because single-use plastic waste is, uh, in our point of view, among the yeah, most severe problems we have right now. Um, there's so much waste. Just to give you a number, it's um, only in Germany. We have 18.6 tons of single-use waste created by only takeaway and to-go food every hour just in Germany. So it's the numbers are huge. And what we try to do is tackle the single-use plastics uh, problem by developing and producing reusable packaging um, that fits and yeah, making reuse um, the standard. Um, because we think that reuse systems are not only a good way to reuse waste, but also to push um, businesses a little bit further. Um, so there's so much more about it, like more customer relationships and stuff like that. And yeah, we try to, to push that. All right. Um, perhaps you can give us a few examples of cases that you guys have developed, uh, because you said that it's in the takeaway and the, 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 the B2B uh, branches, basically. Uh, what, what should I envision when, when you talk about your solutions? Yeah, um, of course, we have some examples. I think um, we even have two like real life examples that you can see, I mean, at least in Germany right now. Um, one of the examples is this is a system called Recup and Rebowl. It's a German um, deposit system started with to go for like coffee and other hot beverages. And um, yeah, Recup and Rebowl are on the one hand for the coffee and on the other hand for the food. It's an open pool, self-organized system for gastronomies like small cafes and restaurants. And you can um, um, you can lend your rebowl, get your food or drink in a reusable cup or in a reusable bowl. And we develop and produce the rebowl. So we partnered up with the company because they already have the network. They have the partners, the restaurants, the cafes participating. And they reached out to us um, to really get the most functional and sustainable bowl that they can think of. And because uh, we are pretty good at developing such kind of products, we just partnered up, developed it, and now we are producing it um, currently. And just to give you a 
brief idea how big the system uh, currently is. They have more than 15,000 outlets in Germany where you okay. can lend your cups or bowls or give them back. So it's pretty big. And uh, we're super happy to work with them. This is one, one example. And on the other hand, um, we have a very big food retailer in Germany that also introduces reuse at the 1st of January next year. Um, and there are actually in Germany there are two very big supermarkets. Uh, it's at the, the Rewe and Edeka Group and both introducing reusable systems. And one of them decided to work with us. And in this case also, we developed and produced the reusable packaging. We talk about bowls for salads, for example. We talk about cups for hot beverages. And you can find those bowls and cups at the self-service self salad bars, at the fresh food counter, if there is an in-house bakery or even a small restaurant in the food retailer. So they try to really reduce the takeaway and to-go waste. And um, this is two partners we're currently working with. And in total, it will be um, 25,000 outlets that will have our products in the beginning of the year. So we're super happy to have like a broad um, broad network out there uh, with all reusable products. So in the best case scenario, when you go to Germany next year, you will see eventually one of our bowls or cups in use, hopefully. Well, yes, uh, yeah. No, I was about to say, yes, I, I do have to go to a couple of trade shows next year, so I, I probably will check it out. And I will also check out which is the retailer which didn't follow the system or perhaps they have another system. I don't know. Yeah, probably they, they start in uh, another system. So let's see uh, which one is working pretty well. And I mean, actually what we are hoping um, yeah, to work on is to really set, set a standard for reusable packaging. Because I mean, in Germany, there's um, you already have for the bottles, you have a big working deposit system. But for like food and takeaway, it's pretty new that you, that you have reusable packaging. The normal case is the single-use packaging. And what we really see out there is that we need also a standard for this. So that makes it super easy for all the consumers just to lend the products, to give them back, to have similar products, similar processes. And this will be a huge challenge because, of course, um, there will be several systems and we really need to work to harmonize them and standardize. So um, let's see, there's lots of work to do. Okay, well, uh, actually, that, that, that brings me to my next question, because when you implement such a, such a project uh, or when you implement your, 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 your different uh, things that you, you've done in the past, what usually are the, the challenges that you face? Is it explaining? Is it the fact that there's no standard? How, how, does it, how should I see this? Hmm. That is, uh, to be honest, a very big question. <laughs> I'll try to make it, uh, keep it short. But I think you can um, split it into two parts. Like generally, what does reuse generally need to work properly? Like what are the requirements and the mm -hmm. challenges that go along with it? And secondly, then what are our challenges derived from that? Just to like give you four or five aspects, I'd say um, this entire reuse concept triggers entirely new processes along the value and supply chain. It begins with a material, for instance, when thinking in terms of circular economy, and it ends also with the material at the end of the day, like recycling, yes, no, um, like in terms of uh, the change in packaging and containers, the size, the, the shape, they have to be adjusted to, to put them in the crates to be um, easy to transport, weigh as little as possible to be, I would say, compatible, like compatibility 
usability, functionality are the keywords here. Also okay. the cleaning concept. You know, usually it was like uh, the gastronomies had their single use containers and could throw them away. That's super convenient and simple. Now these containers must be included in um, cleaning processes internally, externally. That is not easy, but it can, in the end of the day, save money. Also the concept of this entire landing and taking back in an optimal world, you have the containers that are traceable. You can see where they are, who has them, how many times have they circled. Um, and also like the incentive for the user to bring it back because those are great containers we produce. We could sell them online, but we want them to circulate, you know? So you want to, uh, you, if you go somewhere, um, deposit five euros, get your bowl, you want your five euros back, you know? So there's an incentive scheme that it actually works, that it circulates. And a fairly, I would say negative, or let's say challenging aspect is it might be capital intensive because there's new laws and regulations. That's a big point coming later. For us, this means, um, yeah, we're mostly focusing on developing and producing the best reusable packaging that need, in our um, eyes, it's only a few types of packaging for all kinds of food. So we have to have the shapes and forms that cover most of the use cases. And they have to be functional, like leak-proof, stackable, optimized for the gastronomies. And, and this is something that is very important to us. And, and I think we do a good job. It needs to be sustainable. So it should have a low CO2 footprint to beat, at to beat the single-use uh, versions easily. And not only like rotate for five to 10 times, but be able to rotate to up to 500 times. Yeah. And something positive, I mean, this is big, this is challenging to have everything in mind while developing and producing then those products because the requirements from every side are pretty high. But there's also something which is actually uh, very positive. Uh, we mentioned it already a bit, is the Mehrweg Angebotspflicht, or like the packaging and packaging waste directive on European level. It is a directive that tells, that makes um, you know, the countries introduce reuse systems. Since it's a directive, um, every country can do it themselves in a certain way. But basically, every gastronomy has to offer a reusable version next to the single-use version, which is not more expensive. I think it's, it's a great thing to uh, offer everybody to have the opportunity to re use reusable cups and bowls instead of single use. True. Um, actually, it it's, uh, brings me to, to the question about the deposit system, uh, because this, as you just mentioned, is going to be uh, something kind of compulsory for uh, every country. Um, in, in your experience, is it difficult to educate and, and explain the system of, of the deposits to the different partners that you talk to, including perhaps also the, the consumer? Mm -hmm. Actually, at least in Germany, it is not because it is a kind of standard. Everybody is familiar with the concept. In other countries, um, you might explain briefly, but it's not too difficult to understand. It's like a system where a consumer, you and I, pay a small deposit, like five euros, when you purchase a certain food in this product, in this uh, container. And in Germany, it is very popular because we already have it for beer or like glasses and flasks of soda, beer and mineral water. So it's very known. So we don't have to explain it. 
Um, but if you bring back those flasks and crates and whatsoever, you get refunded the amount, like five euros. So at the end of the day, you didn't pay. You just deposited five euros yeah. and take yeah. it back. That's mm. fairly easy. Yeah, Jan, please comment. No, I, I think you totally, um, totally get it right. I mean, the deposit system at the end of the day, um, for a small uh, moment in time, it feels like it costs you something because you you give the deposit to to the partner restaurant or, or something like that. But if you bring back uh, the the packaging in a uh, just after normal use, uh, then you can get back your money. So it's um, pretty easy. And it's also what we also see is on the one hand, there's the uh, the classic deposit. And there's also digital systems arising that try to avoid a deposit um, uh, within, with, the, with the help of digital services. So there's several things we can see right here. And uh, we will see like in whole Europe, what will be the standard. So it's, um, it will be pretty interesting um, to see the most convenient way also for the consumers and, and those who are running the systems. All right. Well, that that actually is a, is good news in a way that that the uh, deposit system is not too complicated, and that that new means such as the digital ways are uh, arising to to actually uh, help the the system and and simplify it uh, for the consumer. Um, I I noticed in in your work uh, and and while doing some research that all the packaging that you've done, I mean, better said that your company is uh, B Corp certified. Uh, is that something that was actually also important or is it something that is important for you as a company or important for the system of reusable packaging that you believe? Um, that's a very good question because um, in our everyday life, we, we try to do our best to have the most functional and sustainable packaging. But um, sometimes you need like this external proof uh, to really show that what you're doing is really good and um, on the one hand we we try to get some certifications for our packaging itself but then we found out okay maybe at the end of the day we need something that works for the whole company and um, the the b corporations are kind of um, global leaders that uh, strive for a more inclusive and social and regenerative economy um, so we try to follow this path and um, unlike other certifications for businesses, the BLAB is um, kind of unique because it helps you to measure your social and environmental impact. So at the end of the day, it is important for us um, because, yeah, I mean, as Crafting Future, we, we focus on the sustainability of our products, but the whole assessment helped us to challenge our company as a whole when it comes to sustainability, but also to social responsibility. So, um, yeah, I mean, um, it helps internally to kind of um, yeah, keep the team also motivated because they see that we as a company really try to get better um, every day. And also, as I said, it's an external proof that uh, we really take yeah, the responsible leadership of the company seriously. So, yeah, it, it helps us um, to, um, on, in several ways to, to get better and better. Mm, I mean, we are, at the end of the day, profit-oriented. So we want to yeah, generate profit. However, we do not negotiate for every single penny and after a comma point. We want to do things properly. We want to do things right. And this certification also works like a glue for the entire company, for every employee. Okay, we mean it. So let's do it. All right. 
Um, well, perhaps before we we, we conclude uh, uh, as a final question, um, I was wondering what is actually next for Crafting Future because you're active now in Germany. There's something coming up on a European level. Uh, so as we, we mentioned uh, prior to the show and while preparing, is it going to be world domination? Is it going to be uh, uh, packaging reusable everywhere? So tell us a bit more about uh, what, what's coming next. Yeah, um, of course, we uh, have a, a big plans for the future. And on the one hand, it's um, introducing new services or just being a little bit more broader. So uh, in the area of packaging as a service, we also want to dig deeper into the, the area of food retailers to have pre-packed food and stuff like that in reusable packaging. Because once the system is in place, you can yeah increase the the reuse um, volume and on the other hand uh, we also want to grow uh, internationally but it's not sure how fast and at which pace but what we see here really is that on an eu level there's so much change right now and it totally makes sense to set standards um on an yeah eu level and not just Germany for Germany and France for France and so on. So uh, probably we also, um, yeah, we'll leave the German market a little bit and try to work with some clients, um, especially on an EU level um, to yeah make reuse a new standard besides the single use whenever it makes sense. And it's also not our plan or future goal to take over the world that is only reuse systems because we think that doesn't make sense and it's not realistic, but um, there is a good possibility that there will be a way bigger amount of reusable packaging, which, which will help us to avoid lots of waste and um, yeah, also make maybe take away to go a little bit more fun because everyone um, already um, had this single-use packaging where they get their food and then uh, everything um, the, the runs out or stuff like that or gets broken. So reusable packaging can help a lot and we fight for it and we think it will grow a lot. Good. Well, uh, guys, uh, I would be able to talk about the reusable packaging all day long. Uh, sadly, <laughs> we have to uh, also take into consideration with the amount of time we have on the on the show. Um, so thank you very much for your participation. And I hope to follow and, and actually discover your uh, reusable packaging quite soon. Thank you Thanks very a lot much. for having us. Yeah, it was really Bye. nice. And that's it for today. You can read more about crafting future and sustainable packaging on twentysenretail.com, which you can also visit to check out more retail stories. Join us on the next episode. Until then, have a great retail time and thank you for listening. <laughs>